Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hello. What up, everybody? How's it hanging? Short, shriveled, always to the left. Ew. What's good? Fucking weirdo. <laughs> I'm Tom. I'm Andrea. Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things. The podcast. <laughs> you knew that because you listened to the intro. Uh, but it still feels good. It still feels like we're starting something yeah. when we say that. Welcome. Yes. Back. If you're coming back, welcome. Welcome to the damn show if, if you're, you're new. new. Oh, my goodness. That's cool. That would be cool if there were new people tuning yeah, in. Yeah, I would like starting that. in this episode. Yeah, why not? I I always start like the newest shit more than my unless it's like Do chronological. You? I'm really bad about finding new podcasts as of recently. Man, especially because a lot of my like I listen to the same shit and then like <laughs> I'll I'll re, I re, I, re, re I restarted one yeah. and then uh I'll listen to random podcasts when I'm doing research because I just like to hear other people's takes on it. I have been listening to a lot of like narrative podcasts. Yeah, like, not another yeah. D and D pod. I'm all caught up on that, so I've been kind of in a show hole. Oh, I've been listening to a lot of like podcasts on YouTube. That's been yeah. You have. We need to start a YouTube man. The H. I think that would be podcast. fucking cool. Yeah, I've gotten you love that shit. Sucked into it. You love that shit. Yeah. Anyway, man, welcome to the show. If you are new, if not, welcome back. This is a this is a comedy show where we tell crazy stories from all over the map. Yeah, could be aliens, could be murder, could be mysteries, could be uh, crazy things, <laughs> could be meat showers. Who knows? Uh, this is episode 66. 66? 66-some. All right. And just really quickly wanted to address that we had a dark week last week for the first time in yeah. season two. Yeah, and it wasn't even our fault. No, iTunes did like this major, well, it's actually Apple Podcasts, not even iTunes anymore, it's Apple Podcasts did this big overhaul. Yeah. And so for days and days, our show wasn't discoverable and I actually had to email them because I guess that when they did their overhaul, you can like go in and like. God damn, Kiki. Sorry, That's you heard my two episodes in a row. You don't punch the mic. The mic. I'm oh sorry. god, we're gonna she have to. Got pu- up in here. Remember when she got caught in the fucking mic cord that was last, last time? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. I don't, it didn't affect. I don't think it affected everybody. If you already podcast. were subscribed, you could find us. If you weren't, you couldn't find us. And I was pretty busy trying to figure that out. Yeah, and our, like our ratings weren't showing up. Yeah, nothing was showing up. It was we like just the didn't apocalypse. want to put new content out like with yeah. stuff being whack. We wanted to just wait until it all got. So fixed, if y'all so. been hanging on with bated breath, which would be amazing, uh, we appreciate your patience. We're happy to be back with another full episode. Yeah. Uh, I got a oh. gem of a movie to talk about. You do? I do. Oh, I didn't watch it. I think yeah, you watched it. And when do I watch a movie without you? Well, you watched um, what you call it without me. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. That shit was so dope. That is actually not the gem. But, uh, you know, actually speaking on that, I really hope that the guy who played Kano gets out of the hospital soon. He's been in the hospital uh, for his major back injuries from carrying the entire movie. Stupid. He was amazing. Everybody else I, was I don't even know part. who you're talking about. So Kano. does not even work. Kano. He was amazing. If you're a Mortal Kombat fan, holler at me. You know what I'm talking about. Um, Ow. The movie is unhinged. He's going in. I'm like... Sorry, now God I got now I got a cat clawing me in the these legs. These creatures, man. Yeah, needless to say, I went out to dinner with my friend Emma while and let you watch. That. Yes, <laughs> and it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It didn't touch the original, but it was still. I had fun with it. I had a good time. I mean, it was it was what it was. It's a action. Oh, we're movie. talking about Mortal Kombat, not the movie that you're talking. Yeah, about. no, what the movie, movie are we talking about? unhinged with Russell Crowe's. Oh yeah, I forgot this we watched fucking that. movie, man. It's about road rage. It's got Russell Crowe's uh, as the bad guy. 
Mm-hmm. And it is fucking intense. It was. It was good. It was I intense. I didn't know, like, really where it was going to go. Because, you know, from the trailer, it just looks it's like crazy. a dude, she, this woman pisses off Russell Crowe, essentially. You know, She pisses him right off. In a road rage scenario. But you don't know about all this in other a, stuff that's going on. In a and, seemingly really benign way. Yeah. She doesn't do anything, uh, you know, to, no no spoilers, but she didn't do anything crazy. You know, but it was fucking crazy. What else is actually crazy about that? Like... Just from watching it, I've listened to a lot. Like, there's definitely been many episodes I've listened to yeah. podcasts, like true crime podcasts, where re- things like true crime have come from just people have being fucking having road rage. Yeah, it's people insane. losing their shit. Insane. That's why I'm like, oh, it's like, oh, try, try not to piss people off on the road. Yeah, I'm bad about it. Turning signals, ten and two. No, I'm bad about like if someone's being an asshole <laughs> to like. I'm bad about giving the glare when you do something. Like, yeah. Not you, but another driver does something stupid. I'll. You can't see me, but I'm giving the glare right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, I, if somebody gets on my butt, like sometimes I'll just like, I'll speed up real fast. Just sure. Be like, fuck off. All right. Yeah, I you do go. like to egg them on a little I bit. Know, I need to not do that. Yeah. You're, you're a terrorist. Um, oh man, this is kind of cool. We broke 6,000 streams on Spotify last week. On Spotify? Spotify. Oh, I don't think you told me that. Yeah. We haven't really been performing much on Spotify. Well, we were, our show goes there, but up until about, uh, probably what, uh, January, we didn't have a lot of listeners cool. on Spotify, and and in that time, we were able to reach six thousand, which I think is amazing, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Um. Oh man. So recently, we launched a buy me a coffee page. I think I've right. talked on this. It's a yeah. easy way to support the show by buying us a beer, a glass of wine. You can find the link on our Insta at buymeacoffee.com slash wdawktpod. Yeah, because we don't we don't make any money off the show as of yet. Right. If you're if you're just getting to this show, if you're listening to this and there's somehow ads in it, I don't know. We broke big. Our bad. Know, but. Our bad. Yeah. Something. <laughs> some cool's gonna have to happen. Uh, but this week, actually, for the first time ever, uh, our drinks were funded by Daniel, Jay Scott, Bethany, and Ben. Thank you, guys. Damn. I think that qualifies them as like tit dippers. Yeah. Clinky crew or some yeah, shit. Yeah. We need to come up Damn. with something. Damn. Appreciate y'all, Thank man. You guys that so was crazy. Much. That. Yeah literally paid for our wine for this evening yeah absolutely and then, and then some. some yeah it's super it was cool. so cool it like literally made our day to just see you know when those emails didn't even, come in we man. didn't even promote it like y'all found it before we had promoted it yeah that was the craziest thing ever man it was so cool yeah so just a big extra thank you <sighs> to you guys that really was cool it's fun just see it just just and we don't expect it from anybody but if you know you want to throw a couple bucks our way it makes us smile and and helps us do the show it's fucking you literally gonna like it's enough to buy us a fucking drink yeah that we'll drink on the show yeah i'm drinking rosé right now my rosé i'm drinking your rosé because i'm lightweight trying to be on a diet let's give let's give those people a clinky here clinky those motherfuckers here we go ready hey (laughs) <laughs> yes yes yeah, i like it um let's see what else we had a lot there was some crazy stuff going on in our neighborhood we had yeah some local unrest we had protests in our neighborhood mm-hmm, like right down the street from us it was like it was i mean literally in our like yeah on our street yeah one of my buddies a uh, firefighter lives across the street from us crazy coincidences with this guy he got married the same way day we did him mm-hmm. and his wife yep and they and bought they, their house the, the same, same day we, the same the same day that we same did. day we did yeah they closed like within a couple of days That's as crazy. us yeah and we didn't know them no we still don't yeah <laughs> yeah we talked to him every once in a while uh his wife hit my buddy's car the other weekend that's kind of cool oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah he called he hits me up he's like hey come outside and i come outside there's cop cars everywhere yeah and he's like yeah just to let you know there's gonna be a protest my my cop buddies hit me up i was like oh my gosh yeah but it was peaceful it was yeah it was it yeah. wasn't anything crazy we it was concerned. 
yeah, and everybody was super polite outside of their protest. Mm-hmm. So it was cool, man. It was just it was just wild wi- because you know? like we we don't live like where any yeah. of the protests have been happening. Yeah, it's like we live in the smack dab of the burbs. Yeah, where nothing ever happens, and yeah. then for there just to be cop cars and people from you know just just lining the streets yeah. parking i mean our whole road which is uh-huh. it was just every every space available somebody was parked in yeah. was wild um on a another note i made some really yummy chicken salad last night yeah you did <laughs> i like to mention i made some super yummy curry you just did. a few minutes ago you i did. was surprised we didn't start with that but well um it's just tom's trying to do a diet each and so i made like a healthy avocado chicken salad yeah, it's been good it's been good it was really yummy. If anybody wants the recipe, hit me up. <laughs> we drink and we cook things. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't know. I don't think I have much else. Yeah, no, I think we're good, man. I think that's enough bullshit. Kay. Not that that was bullshit. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I go first. Yeah, so if you don't know how this works, one of us tells a story to the other one. They don't know the premise. This week, Andrea goes first. Yep. Yup. All right. Yes. So, I do, I feel like, a lot of, like, obscure kind of random type things or like the the like the cases i cover i feel like aren't big sure and i never really want to do like the heavy hitters or the big ones just because they take a lot yeah you've said that to me a few times and whatever but i'm going with one i think most of you will know oh shit oh shit oh shit i'm taking it back you're taking it back way the fuck back taking it back take it way back take it way back and i'm gonna tell you about a little lady Named Lizzie Borden. Oh, fuck. I'm excited right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, do you know much about Lizzie Borden? I know she gave her dad some wax. I mean, so you know the little... Yeah, rhyme. the nursery right. okay. I know uh, Christina Ricci played her uh-huh. in the thing. Yep. yep. She yep. had a house. She lived in a house. Yeah, so there I is. just thought Thanks it would be fun in. to to do something that's uh yeah like a bigger more well-known type thing because a lot of times people have told me like you should still cover this you should still cover this you should still yeah. cover that even though like a million podcasts have covered it. i'm like all right i'm gonna do yeah. it i'm doing it so, i'm ex fucking excited all right so here we go lizzie andrew borden was born july 19th 1860 1860 yep in fall river massachusetts 1860 is what you meant to say 1860 To Sarah Anthony and Andrew Jackson Borden. Andrew Jackson Borden. Yeah, that's a good question. So she got her dad's middle Middle name. name. Yeah. What a bummer. Her father was of English and Welsh descent and grew up in very modest surroundings and struggled financially when he was young. Okay. Um, Despite being the descendant of a wealthy and influential local resident, um, he eventually prospered. In the manufacture and sale of furniture and caskets. Way to get it, bro. Uh, he then became a successful property developer and was a director of several textile mills and owned considerable commercial property. Oh, he's a baller. So he was also the That's president yeah, of the Union Savings Bank and a director of the Durfee Safe Deposit and Trust Company. Okay, so he was really getting after he it. He was valued at the time... Three hundred thousand dollars. Fat. Which At the time. Now. Oh shit. How much do you think that is now? Uh, twenty million, thirty million. No, nine million. Oh, but man. still, I got excited. It was like nine mil. Yeah, nine mil is enough to live. That's so much money. Jeez, I have not one. I don't have a single mil. So yeah, right. So despite <laughs> all a, all, all this money he had, he was super fucking frugal. 
He did that's not. How you get, that's how you get rich. Well, even, you know, he was probably frugal even before that. And then he got all this money. Sure. And still was like. Pinching pennies. To so- the point where the Borden home didn't even have indoor plumbing. Even though that was like super common for the time. <laughs> right? Not in my house. Yeah, you gotta go shit outside. Who's right? paying for this shitter? <laughs> so they were even um, in an affluent area. But the wealthiest residents of Fall River, including Andrew's cousins, generally lived in the more fashionable neighborhood, The Hill. Oh. Yeah, which was farther from the industrial areas of the city. Okay. So he kind of kept them, like, separated and, like... Don't in, forget where you fucking I mean, come from I mean, it was still shit. a big house, but it was, like, it didn't have, like, running water and, yeah. you know, the, like, pl- you know, plumbing. Like, what are you doing, buddy? So the Bordens actually had three daughters, um, which was Emma Borden and then Lizzie. Uh-huh. And they had a daughter. Uh, Emma was the older, and they had a daughter in between named Alice. And she actually died when she was two years old. Oh no! Yeah, so she's not in the picture. But Lizzie and her older sister Emma uh, Lenora Borden had a pretty religious upbringing. Okay. And attended Central Congregational Church. Lizzie was very involved in church activities. She actually taught Sunday school. To children of recent immigrants to the United States. She was involved in Christian organizations like Christian Endeavor Society, uh, which she served as the secretary treasurer. So she's involved. She's involved. Yeah. And she was in like contemporary social movements like Women's Christian Temperance Union. Okay. That was the one about voting or no drinking? I have no idea. Fucking let me do that right quick. Look that up. She was also a member of the Ladies Fruit and Flower Mission. Okay. I lo- I looked that up and could not figure out what the fuck it was. I'm looking up temperance. <laughs> yeah, it was it was to abstain from alcohol. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So Lizzie's mom, Sarah, well, not Lizzie, just Lizzie's the and Emma, their mother, Sarah Borden, unfortunately died on March 26, 1863 from uterine congestion and spinal disease. That sounds like a terrible fucking way I to know, die. I know, right? So um, she would have been a baby. She was born in 1860, right? Yeah. Lizzie was only three. Yeah. And her mother died at 39. Oh, my God. But her older sister, Emma, promised her mother that she would take care of baby Lizzie for, like, a mom and just, you know, take care of her. Because she was older. So uh-huh. she kind of knew what was happening. It was like, don't worry, mom. Like, I'm going to take care of her. Ooh. You know. Yeah. Times were different, man. Yeah. So three years after the death of their mother, Andrew married Abby Durfee Gray. Okay. Okay. So yeah. this is stepmom. And... Lizzie and Emma were not a fan to the point where they did not call her mom ever. They You're not my mom. No, they called her Mrs. Borden. Damn, that's ice cold. Yeah, not in like a, okay, Mrs. Borden. Like in a, okay, Mrs. Borden. Mrs. Borden. Okay, you're Mrs. Borden. You're not my fucking mom. Sure. Yeah, so, yikes. That's a a nice way to just like, like insult your stepmom without being like and all a the brat, time every kind day of. just like mm, mm, let mm. me see this parent trap movie <laughs> <laughs> mrs board and she just has an axe in her hand uh, so both girls actually believed that abby had only married their father for his wealth sure so that's another reason they were not sure. it, right which i mean lizzie was still young so i'm sure her older sister emma like influenced that a lot as she grew up you know yeah bridget sullivan who they called maggie was the borden's 25 year old live-in maid so he did he did pay for a maid. But uh-huh. That's the only thing. She had immigrated from the U.S. from Ireland. So she was an Irish maid. All right. Yeah. So she said that Lizzie and Emma rarely ate meals with their parents. She was not. They weren't. They were like, nah, we're good. Like, yeah. 
and didn't want to hang out with him or be around them really. I and at the end of the day, I don't really think that they like loved their dad all that much either. Uh-huh. So an incident happened in May 1892. Lizzie had apparently built this like roost for these pigeons out in their um like barn. Yeah, who doesn't have a pigeon roost? And Andrew killed like all the pigeons in the barn with a hatchet. Jesus, why? Because he thought that they were attracting local children to hunt them, and they were like us coming on like his property and shit. So he was just like, "I'm so gonna fucking kill fucking them myself." Serial killed them. Yeah, he mass murdered those pigeons. Yeah, um, and that really upset Lizzie. She was just that like, was I just made like a, a visual. Thing for them. Yeah, it's a graphic and visual scene right there. Right, I know. So a family argument in July in 1892 actually prompted both of the sisters uh, to take an extended vacation to New Bedford. And after returning home, Lizzie actually chose to stay in a local rooming house for four days before she actually came back home. Uh-huh. So they were kind of like, mm-mm, not, not, into, not into being not, around the family, right? Yeah. Tension started to grow within the family. I mean, more. And a lot of it was due to Andrew starting to gift out properties. Oh, he was giving away his inherit their inheritance. Well, he was giving out the properties um to Abby's family, right? His uh-huh. his their the stepmom that they don't like. So after their stepmother's sister received a house, the sisters demanded that they get one of the rental properties. They're like, "You're giving no, you're, you're giving, giving us a fucking my crib. stepmom's sister a house. You're yeah. giving us a property. Yeah, you're giving right? us a crib. Yeah. So my man just has so many cribs. He's he, just doling them out. Right. So he gave them the home that they had lived in up until their mo- mother died. Oh, wow. They purchased it from their father for $1. And then, I feel like you have to, like, just for, like, to, pa- to, to pay. Like, when you give somebody a car or something, you have to say you at least Yeah, like $1. we did with your sister. Yeah. They were giving it to us, but I bought it for, like, 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. But weirdly enough, like, a few weeks after they bought it, they sold it back to their dad for $5,000. Oh, what? Yeah. Which would be equivalent to, like, $150,000. So it's a power move. So like they gave him a dollar and and he gave him 150 back essentially and they gave him the property back. Wild. I know. Weird, right? I wonder why. There must have been a reason. Yeah. It just said I, yeah. I, they, I, they probably just wanted the money more than anything so they could actually sure. start being lav- independent. Lav- yeah. lav- lav- what am I trying what to say? What is it? Lav- lav- lavarin- la- what were we trying to say? Lavish. Ninny. <laughs> Pan's okay. labyrinth over here. <sighs> so, okay. John Morse was the brother Morse. of- Lizzie and Emma's mother. So it was um, their, well, their uncle. Okay. But, you know, it would have been their dad's uh, brother-in-law. Not technically anymore, but before she died. I'm with you, sure. Visited and was invited to stay for a few days to discuss business with Andrew. And some people have speculated that their conversation was, like, particularly about property transfer. Mm -hmm. And really may have, like, aggravated the situation and made it more tense in general. Just him being there talking about money another person getting property you yeah. know he was there he came um august 3rd 1892 1892 yes and for several days leading up to when he came the everyone had been getting really sick like violently ill okay and they thought it was from this like old mutton that they were eating for like several days. This mutton is three weeks old. Yes, but it's deli- it gets yeah. better with age. Yeah, right. Well, but Abby actually feared that they were being poisoned. Oh shit! Because oh, shit. Andrew was not super liked in the community, and like she thought they had some enemies. Uh-huh. And so she thought like, fuck, I think maybe someone may be poisoning us. Sure. August fourth, eighteen ninety two. 
John um, had, you know, slept over that night that, or the night before. So he was there the next morning. And uh, Andrew, Abby, Lizzie, and John and the maid, Maggie, were all present for breakfast that morning. Um, Andrew and John went to the sitting room where they chatted for about an hour. And John left around 8.48 a.m. to go buy a pair of oxen. <laughs> Gotta do it. Let me just go get these oxen. Well, I've got oxen. a couple of oxen I'm picking Was up. Can you just be- bring them back to their house and be like, can I just store these in your backyard till I get home? I guess. They're ox. That's a big animal. Oxen. Jeez. Um, but then he was also going to go visit his niece in Fall River and was planning to come back home around noon for lunch. Okay. Andrew left his house that morning for his morning walk sometime around 9 a.m. Got to get my stroll. Emma was out of town visiting friends. That's why I didn't mention that she was at dinner. Sure. And so the girls had chores that they had to do around the house, which I also find really weird because at this point they're like- They had a maid and they were grown, right? They were like, yeah, in like their 30s at this point. Weird. Yeah. But they still had- had chores and one of the one the the chores that they had to do was like cleaning up the guest room and they were supposed to go do that but emma wasn't there and lizzie i guess she was fucking off they didn't know what she was doing sure so abby went upstairs sometime or between 9 a.m and 10 30 to make the bed so i guess she like heard a noise while she's making the bed and turns around okay and is faced with a human and she was struck on the side of her head with a hatchet. Here we go, which baby! Cut her just above the ear, causing her to turn around and fall face down on the floor. So it was like spinning, like thunk, yeah. Turn around, and she hit, which caused contusions on her nose and her forehead. Sure. Um, her killer then struck her multiple times, delivering seventeen more direct hits to the back of her head. Oh, which that's a game over. I mean, killed her. Yeah, it's a game over. Yeah. When Andrew returned home at around 10.30 a.m., his key wouldn't open the door. So he, like, knocked and was, like, trying to get attention. And Maggie, the maid, maid. she came over to unlock the door. And she found it to be jammed. And when she found it to be jammed, she apparently, like, like, was like, fuck, like, said a curse word. And she said she heard Lizzie laughing immediately after this. Which she she at the, she said she thought she heard her laughing at the top of the stairs, uh-huh. but she didn't see Lizzie. But she thought she heard her laughing. Okay, that's so spooky. Lizzie said that her father got home and asked her where Abby was, and she replied that a messenger had delivered Abby a summons to to visit a sick friend, and she figured she had already left. Okay, so you know Lizzie's come back out now. Her dad's home. And he's like, where's your stepmom? And she's like, so oh, she's a got a message to go deliver, to go, you know, see a sick friend. And I'm assuming she's already left. Right, dad? So Lizzie says that she helped remove her dad's boots and helped him into his slippers. What a different fucking time. Before he lay down on the sofa for a nap. <laughs> yeah. She then told Maggie that there was a department store having a sale. She's like, you should go. You should go to the sale at this department store. Okay. And Maggie's like. No, I stay. I'm not gonna fucking do that. No, she, I stay. <laughs> no, she's got her. What is she Irish? No, I'll stay. Yeah, but apparently she was like, "Eh, I'm not feeling well. I still from like that fucking nasty ass mutton we the bad ate. mutton. Yeah, so I'm gonna go lay down. So she went to go take a nap in her bedroom. So everybody's snoozing right now. Yeah, well, except Lizzie. 
well, and at this point, well, we, she, we know what's going on with... She's dead. Yeah. Okay. So, Maggie said that she was in her third floor room, resting from cleaning windows, when just before 11, 10 a.m., she heard Lizzie call down from downstairs. Okay. So, she says, Maggie, come quick. Father's dead. Somebody came in and killed him. Okay. All right. Okay. Andrew was slumped on a couch in the downstairs sitting room. He had been struck 11 times with a hatchet-like weapon. Oof. One of his eyeballs had been split to it? cleanly in two. Ah! Which they said suggested that he had been asleep when he had been attacked. Ah! Yeah. Jesus. His still bleeding wounds when he was found suggested that it was a really uh, recent attack. Like it had, had to just happen. Yeah. Dr. Bowen, uh, which was the family's physician, arrived from his home, which was actually just across the street. That's a good thing to know. And got, you, got the doc right across the street. Yeah, I think um, Lizzie like sent Maggie like go get the doctor. Sure. And he determined that both of the victims were dead. And <laughs> uh, obviously, I wonder how he determined. Yeah, right. <laughs> Way to go, doc. Detective estimated his death had occurred at approximately 11 a.m. But think about this. We know that Abby went upstairs between like nine and ten sure. to go make the bed, yeah, and clean up. And he was out on his walk, right? Right. But that means this person, this person, whoever did this, yeah, whoever it was, was still in the house sure. waiting for him to get home. Yep. Right. Okay. And they also said that like when they found Abby, she was like cold and like some coagulation had already so started she'd been and he was dead. like bleeding and warm still sure so it wasn't an isolated it wasn't like a one time like it, well, it, it happened like, over time yeah well yeah it wasn't like boom boom it was like sure. boom it was like boom 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 yeah okay <laughs> but a lot of booms because they got stabbed many many times. booms yeah so lizzie initially her answers to the police officers questions were at times strange and contradictory Oh, also, they sent a telegram out to Emma, Emma to let her know to come home. Get your ass home, yeah. your daddy did. Initially, she reported hearing, like, a groan or scraping noises before entering the house. Oh. But then two hours later, she told police she had heard nothing and entered the house, not realizing that anything had, was wrong. Oh, bitch, you lying. Yeah. Prior to, so this is, like, with the, with the investigation, before they had found, actually found Abby, right? Yeah. When at, they asked her where, the police were like, where's your stepmom? Like, nobody had found her yet. Right. And she was like, oh, well, she got this note to go visit a sick friend. And, you know, I'm, I'm assuming she's returned at this point. Someone should go get her and look for her so we can, like, let her know what yeah. has happened. Yeah. So the maid and a neighbor, Miss Churchill, started to go look. And they went halfway up the stairs. And then their eyes were level with the floor when they looked into the guest room and saw her lying on the floor. Jeez. So, yeah. Um, officers who interviewed Lizzie reported that they disliked her attitude. Um, some said that she was like too calm and poised and yeah. not like freaking out, you know? Sure. Despite her attitude and changing alibis, nobody actually bothered to look for any blood stains or anything, uh, right? Okay. Said, and this is way before like forensics. Oh my God. Yeah. It said that police did search her room, like, kind of. It was, like, a cursor cursory inspection. Yeah, it's peeping around. Um, and they actually admitted to not doing a proper search because Lizzie <laughs> was like, I'm not feeling well. I'm going to go lay down. Like, fuck off. You're not coming in my room anymore. Like, how you can take a little peek in, but no. Yeah. Wow. And also, at this point, neighbors were coming. People were, like, tromping through the fucking crime scene, walking all around. Nobody had oh any, my God, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, nothing like it would be today. So in the basement, police found two hatchets, two axes, and a hatchet head with a broken handle. Damn! She broke the damn handle on him. Well, the hatchet head was suspected of being the murder weapon as the break in the handle appeared fresh and the ash and dust on the head unlike the other bladed tools appear to have been like deliberately like made to look dirty oh okay. as if they had been sitting in the basement for like some time or whatever oh, okay and, like, it was like why is this one look any why? different than the other one <laughs> they're all immaculate except yeah. for one yeah so because of the illness that they had all been like struck with before the murders happened the milk the family's milk and andrew and abby's stomachs were actually tested for poison Okay. But none was found. Okay. So, so. it was the mutton. Well, <laughs> potentially. Before the murders, Lizzie had gone to, apparently, this was had come out, that Lizzie had gone to a local drugstore and tried to purchase hydrosanic acid okay. without a prescription and was denied. And that's essentially cyanide. Oh, bitch. In, like, water. Okay. She was like, yeah, I went and tried to get that. But it was because I was trying to clean some furs. Okay, sure. But like, it's also been said that like that that acid literally doesn't help that at all. Oh, it's like that it doesn't even. What are you talking about? She's just lying. So people were kind of like, uh, was she like, was somebody, was she like trying to poison these people? Oh, okay, 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 okay. So Lizzie and Emma's friend Alice Russell decided to stay with them the night following the murders. Why? I don't know. How come? Two people just got murdered in a house. I'm going to go stay over there? Sure. No, I'm going to be like, you come stay with me. Yeah, let's get you out of that house with all those, all that bad all that bad and stuff. And if we don't know who did it, who's to say they're not fucking coming back? They're coming back. back. Could, be in, could be in a closet. It's a big house. Jesus. So John, the uncle, sure. the brother-in-law, yeah, yeah. he spent the night in the, the guest attic room, which it's a- That's hands down the spookiest place to be in I the know, house right? at that point. Well, actually, the spookiest place would be like the guest bedroom where she was murdered. Oh, But okay. it's also, Facts. it's wildly said, like- widely stated that he he slept in that room but it's that's not true he did it in the room where she was murdered oh okay he, he slept upstairs police were actually stationed around the house on the night of august 4th after it all happened and an officer said he saw lizzie enter the cellar with her friend alice carrying a kerosene lamp and a slop pail oh what's in um, the slop he saw both both women exit and then after a little while, Lizzie came back alone, mm-hmm. and he couldn't really tell what she was doing, but he said it, he thought it looked like she was bent over the sink. Okay. So, I mean, she could be cleaning could something. Could be cleaning something up. On August 5th, John left the house and tried to, like, leave, and he was mobbed by, like, hundreds of people, because it's what everything, you know, everybody knows about this now. And so, yeah. police actually had to escort him back to the house, so, like, y'all fucking... Y'all oh shit! Y'all okay. can't be going out right now. People are like going crazy over the shit. Paparazzi. So, yeah, essentially. So on August sixth, police conducted a more thorough search of the house. Um, they looked through the sisters' clothing and confiscated the broken handled hatchet head that they had just fucking left there. Yeah. Cool. Fucking that evening, so smart. A police officer and the mayor visited the Bordens. And Lizzie was now informed that she was a suspect in the murders. Ooh, bitch. Yeah. The next morning, Lizzie was, uh, like, tearing up a dress. <laughs> and she, uh, the the, oh, fr- no. the friend Alice saw her tearing up this dress. Uh-huh. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put it on the, f- I'm just going to burn this dress. Because it's, and I'm tearing it, because it's covered in paint. 
I'm oh, just getting rid of it's it. It's just the red paint. I don't know I what's like, going on. It's I, red paint. I, I brush up against some paint and like I just can't have this dress anymore. Just so. gotta get. I just gotta get rid of like, it. Okay. <laughs> Lizzie. Um. At this point, we're moving forward, and she appears at an inquest hearing on August eighth. Okay. And she wanted her family attorney there, but it was refused because apparently under state statute, um, an inquest must be held in private. Uh-huh. So she, she wasn't allowed to have her uh, attorney there. Which That's is fucked up. So, not something I, you would see happening today, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I'd hope not. Um, So at the same time, they had been prescribing her regular doses of morphine. Just getting her schlitz. It was to calm her nerves. Yeah, she's over here burning her paint dress. But yeah, they she's just kept, out. they just kept giving her this fucking morphine. I mean, cool. Sounds dope. It sounds safe. <laughs> and it's possible that this affected her testimony. What is, what I mean, happened? for real, though. Was, was, they said that her behavior was erratic, and she often refused to answer questions, even if the answer would have benefited her. Like, being, being oh, like, no, so did you do it? And she's faded. like, I'm not going to answer that. I don't know. Yeah. Is there she, any more of the morphine? <laughs> she also apparently contradicted herself a lot and provided like alternating accounts of the morning that it happened. Uh, at some point she was saying she was in the kitchen reading a magazine when her father got home. And then she was saying she was in the dining room doing some ironing. And then she said she was coming down the stairs. Okay. Okay. It's too many stories. Also, if, she, if, you're, if one you were too many. on the stairs, you would have seen The whole shit Abby. go down. Oh, yeah. No, no shit. Yeah. She also said she removed her father's boots and put slippers on him, as we know, right? But in the police photographs, so weird. he's not wearing any boots or shoes. Oh. So they're like, huh? You, that's clearly not. You didn't do that. He didn't have no kind of shoe on. He's just in his socks. Right. Something. Oh. Barefoot. I don't know. Shit. Okay. So on August 11th, Lizzie was served with a warrant and she was arrested and taken to jail. Gotcha. Yeah. That inquest testimony that I was talking about was later ruled admissible in her trial later in June 1893. Okay. Newspaper articles noted that Lizzie possessed a stolid demeanor and bit her lips, flushed, and bent forward uh, toward her attorney. Oh. Um, okay. Body language. That's the best they could do back in the day. And that inquest received significant press attention nationwide including an extensive three-page write-up in the Boston Globe. Damn. Which is like, so, I mean, it big was out, news. And it was out, no, like, that, inqu- despite, like, if it, whether it was out in, for the, tri- like, in the trial. Oh, or just either, out to the public? People fucking knew Jesus. about it. Yeah. A grand jury actually began hearing evidence on November 7th, and Lizzie was indicted on December 2nd. Oof. So. It's not looking good for Lizzie right now. Yeah. So, Lizzie's trial took place in New Bedford, starting on June 5th, 1893. Um, five days before the trial's commencement on June 1st, get this. I'm ready. Another axe murder occurred in Fall River. Oh. Lizzie's in custody. So it couldn't have been her. This time the victim was Bertha Manchester. Bertha. She was found hacked to death in her kitchen. Oh, Jesus. And the similarities were noted by jurors. Okay. So it was like, hey. Could be a serial killer. But, um, later on in 1894, Jose Correa de Mayo? A Portuguese immigrant was Nailed convicted it. of her murder and was determined to not have been in the Fall River area at the time of the Borden murders. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. we yeah, don't yeah. think there was a connection. But it's still weird. That is kind of a... I yeah. mean, an axe murder? Like, that's not... What? So a prominent point of discussion in the trial 
was the hatchet head found in the basement. Sure, the dirty one. Yeah. Uh, prosecutors argued that the killer had removed the handle because it would have been covered in blood. So that's why there was just, was just the, the head ha- of it. The head. Yeah. But like, wouldn't the whole thing have been covered in blood? One officer actually testified that a, ha- a hatchet handle was found near the hatchet head. But then another officer completely contradicted this. So Way to go, guys. Um, and there was no bloody clothing found at the scene. Right? And right. But uh, that friend testified that she witnessed Lizzie burn a dress in the kitchen stove. It's the paint. Yes. <laughs> the fumes, right? It's the paint. So Lizzie Borden's presence at the home was also a point of dispute during the trial, right? Because we don't know what the fuck she was doing and where she was because she right. can't fucking keep her story straight. Sure. Um, according to the, the testimony, the maid Maggie she said she entered the second floor of the home at around 10.58 a.m. and left Lizzie and her father downstairs. Lizzie told several people at this time she went into the barn and was not in the house for like 20 minutes or possibly half an hour. Pretty convenient. But this guy named Hyman Lubinsky testified for the defense that he saw Lizzie leaving the barn at 11.03 a.m. Oh, okay. she was in there for like five minutes. Yeah, and then at 11.10 is when Lizzie called Maggie downstairs to tell her that Andrew had been murdered. So, I mean, if she, that's also She went out to like, the barn, got her mind right, came in, killed her pops, started screaming. But, like, you have to think about that window. Small. Of, like, how does she know how... She would be covered in blood. Right. She was not. She have a backup dress? Just folded up in the but corner? But, I mean, you have to think about, like... Your the hair, amount of blood your face. Spider, right? Yeah. So that does not make any sense. Yeah. Because she did call her down and he yeah. was freshly dead. Yeah, that's true. Right? So both victims' heads were removed during the autopsy. Mm-hmm. And they, like, from what I heard, they melted down the skin off of them and used the skulls in the courtroom for, like, to show <laughs> how the hatchet would have gone in the what? skulls. Yeah. And so they were presented at trial on June 5th, 1893. And when Lizzie saw them, she just passed the fuck out. Yeah, it's because that's fucking crazy. Yeah, she fainted. And I think um, she was just like, yo, can I not be here for this? And they ended up like like being okay and like took her out and she listened from like a side room. So the whole thing about how she went to try to buy that acid Uh was not allowed in court. During for the trial because the, the judge ruled that the incident was too remote in time to have any connection. Uh, okay. They're like, nah. I could see she that. She was just uh, an she was just trying to buy some acid. Yeah. So the presiding associate justice, Ju- Justin, Justice, Justin. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh nailed it. Justin Dewey delivered a lengthy summary that supported the defense as his charge to the jury uh, before it was sent to deliberate on june 20th 1893 so this like was about three weeks of stuff and then this guy gives this big long thing and they go off to deliberate so the jury only delivered delivered what did they deliver on fucking verdict deliberated for an hour and a half okay and half um, of that was lunch when they came back they acquitted lizzie of the murders oh did you know that she was, didn't get that she was acquitted? Did you know that she, no. that she didn't get arrested for it? I, just I assumed... think that's something that a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Whoa. Everyone's just like cut and dry. She did it. She Yeah, right? So when she left the courthouse, she told reporters she was, quote, the happiest woman in the world. I bet I you are. I think she spent about a year in jail, if I'm right. I might be wrong on that. But uh-huh. also the trial, this her, this trial is 
like wildly compared to like the OJ. Yeah, so there's time. a lot of press, a lot of publicity for the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So there's some speculation and like suggestions and people making up things and reasons as to why if Lizzie did it, she would have done it. Right. One of the prominent suggestions was that she was physically and sexually abused by her dad, which people think drove her to kill him. That's a good reason. There's no evidence to support that, but at the same time... I mean, time, what fucking evidence existed back then? Exactly. You know and what also, I mean? like, incest wasn't a topic that would have been like talked about at the time, sure. right? And methods for collecting physical well, evidence kind of, yeah. were not there, sure. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, how would we even know, right? Ooh. Mystery author Ed McBain, in his 1984 McBain. novel called Lizzie, suggested that Lizzie committed the murders after being caught in a lesbian tryst with Maggie, oh, the maid. Oh! Yeah. He speculated that Abby caught Lizzie and Maggie together, and they had, and she reacted with, like, a horror and disgust. And so Lizzie killed Abby. And then when her dad got home, she confessed to him, but killed him in a rage with a hatchet when he reacted the exact same way as Abby. Damn. I mean, I mean that's some old bullshit. But, but. <laughs> Maggie Sullivan later like got new employment after this. Ended up marrying a man, you know. And, yeah. But she died in Butte in 1948, where she allegedly gave a deathbed confession to her sister, stating that she had changed her testimony on the stand in order to protect Lizzie. Oh fuck! So what? she really knew what happened, and maybe she was protecting her because she liked her. Ooh. I mean, these are this is all just speculation, right? Sure. Another significant suspect, which I also feel like probably should have been looked at more, but whatever, would be John Morse, right? Yeah. He rarely met with the family after his sister had died, and um, you know, had slept in the house the night before the murders. Sure, that's a big piece. Yeah, and according to law enforcement. John had provided an, quote, absurdly perfect and over-detailed alibi for the death of Abby Borden. <laughs> well, at precisely 746. Yeah, I know, right? I my socks okay. I smoke at 747. He was considered a suspect by the police for a while. Oh, well. Others noted as potential suspects in the crimes included Maggie, possibly, this is silly though, the, the maid, possibly in re- retaliation for being ordered to clean the windows on a hot day. Because <laughs> apparently that day... Of the most super fucking hot. Sure. And also, another thing that's just randomly, like, brought out, been put out there is somebody named William Borden, suspected to be Andrew's illegitimate son. Oh. Was noted as a possible suspect by writer Arnold Brown, who surmised in his book, Lizzie Borden, The Legend, The Truth, The Final Chapter. That William had tried to uh, and failed to extort money from his father. And then whacked However, him. author Leonard Ribello was able to prove that uh, Andrew Borden was not William Borden's. I mean, Will, sorry, that William Borden was not Andrew Borden's son. Okay, you, okay, okay, okay. So it was like, people were like, no, Yeah, some old bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So, basically, I mean, she's a free woman, right? Wow. Um, and they inherited all of their dad's money. Stop it. So after the trial, the Borden sisters did not leave the town. They were like, nah. Lizzie was like, I'm fuck not, you. This is my house. This is my where I live. I'm not yeah. fucking leaving. And they moved into a really large modern house in the Hill neighborhood. Wow. Yeah, in Fall River. She didn't. They did not piece the fuck out. Wow. That's that's just a big fuck you to the community yeah. too, right? So Lizzie actually began using the name Lizbeth. She Lizbeth. changed her name, which was kind of like 
That sounds bougie. Not okay for the time either. Like, because she wasn't married. They were like, you don't just change your name. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. But she did. She was like, I'm Elizabeth now. Oh. I'm a new woman. And their new home had that Elizabeth uh, called Maplecroft had a staff that included live-in maids, a housekeeper, and a coachman. Living. Yeah. Uh, because Abby was ruled to have died before Andrew, right? She was murdered she, first. Okay. All of her estate also went to Andrew, but then he was murdered. So then at, after his death. All of it. It all went to his daughters as part of his estate. Wow. Yeah. And But a considerable amount of that they did end up paying to settle claims to Abby's family. So Abby's family did end up getting some of that money. At least. Sure. So that's good. Not from the goodness of their hearts, though. No, I doubt it. Lizzie was ostracized by Fall River Society. People were weird. still like, yo, no, yeah, you weird. fucking did that shit. And her name was actually, again, brought into the public eye because she was accused of shoplifting in 1897 in Providence, Rhode Island. Ooh. So she took a little trip and a little decided spicy. to go. I also heard a lot. Little Winona. That she stole a lot as like growing up. Oh, so she and had that like a problem. Her dad with it. just had so much money that they were just like, he was like, just put it on my tab. Like whatever she steals, just put it on my tab. I'll pay Whoa. for it. Right? I wonder. I don't. I heard that on a few different things. So in 1905, Lizzie and Emma got into like big argument and Emma moved out. Of the house, and they never saw each other again. Whoa! They just like I was, nah, peace the fuck out. Fuck you, fuck but, you. Uh, Emma still maintained her sister's innocence. She never didn't back her sister. Oh whoa! Because, in my opinion, I could see her being like, "You did fucking murder them." Like she, she like found out and was like, "Bye, I'm not living with your psycho ass." But then never but flipped she, on her. But she was. Yeah. I could see that too. I mean, that would be like the dopest, like not dopest, but that would be the. And she was just like, guess what. I fucking get I did it. do it. <laughs> Look at all this money we have now. Say thank you. You're welcome. So Lizzie actually died of pneumonia on June 1st, 1927 in Fall River. So she stayed there her the whole, whole life. whole life. Nine days later, Emma died. Whoa. From chronic nephritis at the age of 76 in a nursing home in Newmarket, New Hampshire. Wow. Um, and the sisters were buried side by side in the family plot by their father in Oak Grove Cemetery. Wow. So they were all brought back together. She totally did it, though. At the time of her death, Lizzie was worth over $250,000, which is equivalent to almost $5 million today. Damn. Yeah. She owned a house on the corner of French Street and Belmont Street, several office buildings, shares in several utilities, two cars, and a large amount of jewelry. I love this. She left $30,000, which is equivalent to five hundred, like almost 600000 um, to the Fall River Animal Rescue League. Oh, nice. She just like freaking loved dogs and animals. And apparently she, you know, she ne- neither of the sisters ever got married. Right. And she just like lived out her days with her pets. It was just like, fuck <laughs> people. I like animals. And just did not fucking she deal had with the resources. Like, I don't want to deal fuck with humans. It, right? And humans yeah. were like, we don't want to deal with you. Yeah, because you're an axe murderer. <laughs> yeah. She also left $500 in trust um, to keep her father's grade, grave maintained and clean and like looking oh, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which actually would have been almost ten grand. The five hundred dollars would have been almost ten grand in today's wow. money. So was, that's a lot. She left a, a lot, lot of money of, for that. That's a lot of coin. Um she left her closest friend and cousin six thousand, which is um, one hundred and twenty thousand of money today. Oh my god. And numerous friends and family received between one thousand and five thousand dollars, which was between twenty and a hundred grand. She was so she dished out the money. She balled she it out, yeah. Yeah. 
so the Borden House is now a museum and operates as a bed and breakfast with 1890s styling. Oh my gosh. And pieces of evidence in the trial that were used in the trial, excluding the axe head, are preserved at the Fall River Historical Society. And something that I think we all know that I have to do is the folk rhyme that everybody associates with Lizzie Borden, which was, you know, memorialized, like the case was memorialized in this skipping rope rhyme, which we find to be so weird because it's... (laughs) All those Lizzie? fucking old rhymes were so dark. Yeah. They're all dark, yeah, right? Yeah, like ashes to ashes. Sure, all sure. So it's Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Yeah. Which we know isn't true. It was like 12. It was like 19 or like 17 and 11, but still. Doesn't really fit the rhyme um, scheme. Folklore apparently says that the rhyme was made up by an anonymous writer as a tune to sell newspapers. <laughs> and I found this to be um, interesting. There's a second verse. Ooh. It's Andrew Borden now is dead. Lizzie hit him on the head. Up in heaven he will sing. On the gallows she will swing. Oh, damn. That's dark as He's hell. He's like, extra, extra. Read all <laughs> about it. <laughs> so Lizzie has been depicted in music, radio, film, theater, television, and often in association with the murders, obviously. Which sure. she was acquitted of, though. Wow. And just to end on, I, I went to the website for the bed and breakfast uh-huh. and it's still a thing. They're still open and they have like some funny like things on there. Like it's like what to know if you're going to stay here. <laughs> I just want to read like a couple of the little sure. things. Um, It says no alcohol is permitted on the property. We've already had two fatal in- head injuries in the home. Oh, f- <laughs> you're telling me I can't bring a bottle of wine up. To- Apparently not. <laughs> Um, also they say quiet time is to begin at 11 p.m this is to ensure that all the overnight guests have the opportunity to sleep if they choose to do so please respect the other guest and yourself like okay um that's a pretty common rule for a b i know it was just kind of funny but it it was like um if you would like to stay up late watching movies doing research or engage in some ghost hunting you're allowed to utilize the first floor areas oh cool so you can like walk around down there and shit yeah, yeah. They do tours, and a lot of people go ghost hunting there. Oh, fuck. That sounds dope. Yeah. It says... Well, something else that I found was a little bit weird, but I guess I get It's like, if you're spending more than one night, they're like, that's great, but you have to be out of your room for the daily tours. So, like, you can stay there. Because they take people in there? Yeah. Wow. And so, they're like, you have to be out at 1030 and can't go back till 430. Oh, well, so I mean... So, they can show people the tours. I just thought it was kind of funny. Sure, yeah. And then... Oh, this I thought was interesting because I saw a lot of reviews about the breakfast. Yeah. They put this, they write on their thing, mutton again. Breakfast will be similar to what the Bordens had the day of their demise. But we have made it slightly more enticing by removing mutton from the menu. And so it said you you get scrambled eggs, potatoes, chorizo, uh, pineapple, Johnny cakes, or pancakes. Fire. Sounds good. Thanks for, thanks for the and menu. And something that I found interesting is that in January of this year, the house was put on the market for $2 million. Holy shit. And a man named Lance Zoll, creator of Lily, a supernatural doll that wards off ghosts around Halloween. He created this doll. Okay. Okay. That apparently wards off ghosts around Halloween. And he operates U.S. Ghost Adventures. Is he the guy that bought it? Yeah. Well, so he, he's, he's off, he offers ghost tours in over 35 states, um, is set to own it as of April of this year. Wow. And that, my friends, is the story of Lizzie Borden. Good job. And the axe murders that she may or may not have committed. She fucking did it. There's there are some like weird things though about like not her not having any blood on uh-huh. her. Uh huh. Yeah, that is curious. Some people have said that they thought that she did it naked. 
so that she wouldn't have any blood on her. Holy And then maybe just had to like wipe off her face. Or, or like wipe off her body quick. Not, it wouldn't be stained. Damn. I did also hear like on. Can you imagine her father's? Oh, he was sleeping. Yeah. He was sleeping. So right. he didn't see. What are you doing? Where did you clean? You, that's an axe. <laughs> yeah, right. Jesus. I did hear on one thing that I watched because I, I watched a bunch of stuff that, that a cop, one of the police officers saw like a speck of blood on her undergarment or something. And she was like, they were like, what's that? And she was like, oh, I had my period. And sure. he was like, oh, okay. okay. Oh, gosh. Don't, don't yeah. talk about that. Long. Yeah. Human so, resources yeah. is a thing. Hopefully that was exciting enough and not too boring since most people already know about it. But no, that was I didn't know shit about it. Honestly, I didn't I really know she got didn't, away with it. I, so. didn't, I really didn't know all the details, though. Yeah. So intriguing, Lizzie interesting. Borden. She did that shit. That's what I'll say. You anyway, it's my turn. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. This evening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking nothing. Yeah. I'm gonna. Oh tell my you gosh. Oh. <laughs> well, what do you know? What do you know? Tom so, doesn't have another fucking episode. As you can tell, this episode is about to end, and you've not listened to Tom's story yet. Yeah. So I was <laughs> editing just now. Yeah. And I get like halfway through my story, not which even. was super fucking good. You were by like the way. ten minutes in. To yeah. Your yeah. Half. About ten minutes in, and uh, we both turned into cyborgs. Like our voices, yeah, just like a vocal corruption. Crazy. The system that I use is like a free program because this is a free podcast, and uh, it crashed halfway through editing the whole podcast. So I think that's what happened. Uh, So we apologize for the one episode story this week. Yeah, but hey, at least mine was lengthy, so you still get like an hour episode. Yeah, it's a good girthy Lizzie Borden extravaganza. Yeah, and we'll. Definitely, you'll still get to hear Tom's half. Yeah, I'm just gonna, gonna I'm just gonna polish it even more. Because we wanted to make sure you guys still got a good episode. Sure. And we didn't want to just cut the whole thing because my, sure. you can, mine's fine. Yours was fucking dope. Yeah, and it and it didn't mess up through my. Luckily, it got all the way through Ho- mine before it messed up. Hopefully, what we're recording right now comes out crispy too. Um, yeah. So and with that in mind, we would uh, still release it if it was just like a little tiny, but it we it sounded crazy. It was, you yeah. couldn't get through it. It was like, full it robot. Awful. It was crazy. So. so uh guys don't forget to hit us up uh we drink and we know things podcast at gmail.com yeah email us with your suggestions or stories you know, wild anything, things really. we just love hearing from you guys in general questions concerns comments we did we got a not very nice man email we're gonna talk recently. about it we're gonna talk we're not about addressing it, it yet <laughs> also um don't forget about buy me a coffee yeah if you, if you feel like giving us a little wine. support and buying a little drink little drinky drink little drinky poos we would love that. All right. Well, but folks. yeah, sorry. There's no it happens. second story. Price of doing business, man. But we, you will get it. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get it. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Uh, bye-bye. Bye.